Hi everyone, so I'm going to look at the themes of corruption and hypocrisy in Hamlet with you today. Um, so hypocrisy, just to kind of define it, is a pretense of having a virtuous character, moral or religious beliefs or principles that one does not really possess. So almost hypocritical, you know, when someone pretends to be something they're not. And I suppose that links in then with appearance versus reality. So in the play Hamlet... Things are not what they seem. So on the surface, it is a world of nobility, loyalty and integrity. But the reality is that it is a world of false appearances, hypocrisy and corruption. Um, I suppose the quote, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, really um, bodes well with that. Those themes, corruption and hypocrisy. Um, this is a world where appearances are deceptive. Um, the protagonist, Hamlet, and the antagonist, Claudius both adopt a facade, so like a false face, to mask their true intents, which makes for a lot of hypocritical actions and dealings. Claudius is a cancer that is like a cancer that grows and grows, infecting everything he comes into contact with. And it's important to note that like he is the source of all the moral and political corruption that is rampant in Elsinore. So if you're looking for your defining character for the theme of corruption hypocrisy, Claudius would definitely be one that you would be exposing. Um, he appears to be a good king, competent in the execution of his duties, but the reality is that he is a murderer, a ruthless opportunist of breathtaking criminality. Um, and for him, I believe, you know, that ambition supersedes all other um, moral considerations so in other Shakespearean plays like Macbeth you have him with that vaulting ambition as well and that seems to um, run through with both Macbeth and Claudius it's a nice link if you could even mention that you know about Macbeth having you know that burning ambition as well as Claudius and it seems to be something that Shakespeare likes to reveal in all his works um, there's always someone who's extremely ambitious and even in today's modern world, I know you're all laughing because you know, all I talk about is the modern world, but you have Trump, someone who is extremely ambitious. Um, but with, back to Claudius, um, he murdered his own brother and married his sister-in-law. Such is his ambition to become king. So he is your smiling damned villain. Um, that's mentioned in Hamlet's soliloquy. He is the foul contagion that spreads throughout the Danish state. Um and in one of the soliloquies today that we were looking at, you know, there was a lot of mentions of weeds and the unweeded garden and the disease and decay. And, you know, with regard to symbols and their function within the Shakespeare, weeds are the symbol of corruption. OK, so that's something you need to note. Um, Gertrude is also an example of the hypocrisy and false appearances in the court. The ghost describes her as my most seeming virtuous queen. She appeared to be devoted to old Hamlet, but it seems she was having an extramarital affair with Claudius. So therefore, we have Gertrude, who is also um, someone who is part of this theme of hypocrisy and corruption. So when you're looking at that theme, you think of characters, you think of symbolism, you think of, um, sorry, symbolism, you think of motifs, anything that kind of upholds that theme of corruption or hypocrisy. Um, Polonius also 
is the personification of the corruption, falseness and hypocrisy at the heart of the Danish court. So these are the characters that you really do need to um, explore when discussing these themes, if if these themes came up in a Leaving Cert question. Um, you know, you have him spying and eavesdropping, which seem to be his favourite pastimes. Um, he sends Rinaldo to spy on Laertes in France. He exploits and manipulates Ophelia in his devious plan to decipher what is what is ailing ha- Hamlet. On the surface, he appears to be a garrulous and harmless old fool, but the reality is that he is a devious sycophant who is untrustworthy. He appears to be a devoted father. However, he spends his time spying and eavesdropping on his children. So, ironically, he pays the ultimate price for his hobbies, which we were just saying is eavesdropping, dying at the hands of Hamlet whilst hiding behind the arrest. Um, so he div- he died performing his favourite pastime, eavesdropping. So all of that kind of adds to the theme of hypocrisy and corruption. So Claudius, Gertrude and Polonia so far. Um, we have those three characters. Hamlet's school friends, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, also typify the falseness and hypocrisy at the heart of the Danish court. They allow themselves to become pawns in Claudius's evil plans. Their sole aim seems to be to win the king's favour, never hesitating to betray their friend. They are adders fanged, according to Hamlet. They are also referred to as sponges. Akin to Polonius, they pay the ultimate price for their deception of the young prince. So they all kind of work together on deceiving the young prince Hamlet. Um, Again, hypocrisy and corruption kind of seems to link really well with appearance versus reality. So definitely go on to mention that. Laertes also becomes infected by the corruption of Claudius. In his blind rage to get revenge for the murder of his father, he allows himself to become manipulated by Claudius. He has no qualms with the devious methodologies required to kill Hamlet. He becomes corrupted by the intensity of his desire for revenge. The jewel scene appeared to be an exhibition match for the king and queen's entertainment. But the reality is a sinister exercise to be rid of Hamlet. So Laertes appeared to be a noble youth, but in reality is that he was a devious and bloodthirsty murderer. Um, Now, again, you can argue... You know, if you don't think that's true, um, it all depends on your kind of, I suppose, insight and what your response to it is and your take on it. Um, with Ophelia, then she allows herself to become embroiled in the duplicity at the heart of Elsinore. So, kind of, the duplicity is like the two two faced nature, the two sides. Uh, she loves Hamlet, but still betrays him by allowing herself to be used and abused by both Polonius and Claudius. Now, again, I always think, you know, why are people in these situations? Why do people react the way they do? And you need to remember that during Elizabethan times that, you know, women were expected to obey their fathers, their brothers and the men. And they were, you know, I suppose, at the bottom of the pecking order in that sense. Um, so it's just important to note why she acted that way and maybe there was if she was in this time and in this day and age would would the same I suppose consequences have happened would she have reacted the same way would she have done something different so again this is what examiners want to see they want to see you exploring these ideas and exploring these themes but also having your own insight on them as well um so I suppose just to finish up like key situations that are not what they seem 
with regards to themes of corruption and hypocrisy. So the sending of Hamlet to England to be killed, you know, so Hamlet thought she was being sent to England, but in essence, it was all for um, a grand scheme to for him to be murdered. Um, the innocent duel between Hamlet and Laertes was not an innocent duel. It was to murder Hamlet. Hamlet's meetings with both Ophelia and his mother have been organised. His antique disposition that he adopted. Um, the play The Mousetrap is a very interesting one for you to explore. Um, Claudius in the prayer scene appears to be praying but is unable to. Um, patterns of imagery reveal the falseness and hypocrisy in Elsinore. Um, and every character, I suppose, except Hamlet and Horatio, embraces the situation at Elsinore. However, Hamlet and Horatio reject it, eventually ridding Denmark of the cancer at its heart. So there are just um, a few points on, I suppose, the themes of hypocrisy and corruption, if anything like that came up. Um, it might be an idea just to jot down some of the ideas, some of the points that you could use if an essay like that came up and just to note that you do need quotes to back up those points look at imagery look at the you know the soliloquy it's at the beginning with um the unweeded garden and things like that look at disease imagery look at characters look at their interactions with each other that really expose the theme of corruption and hypocrisy um look at the situations look at the mousetrap scene um and you can also link it up with appearance versus reality as well okay